Thank you for joining us for Corporate Break, episode 10, part 3, Slow Down to Speed Up. Do you ever take time to reflect, perhaps on your own work, work of your team, or even the strategy of your organisation? Even in the fastest paced environments, it's sometimes good to press the pause button and play back what is happening around you. By doing this, you can discover something is not working correctly. But what do you do if you discover this? Do you decide to continue, just work your way through to the end goal? Or do you decide to change strategy and adapt? Often just acknowledging something is wrong or needs adjustment is a key step to success. In this episode, we discuss that and more as we continue our discussion on slow or fast strategies. Me, yeah. So people often work at cross-purpose because management system gives them competing objectives. Well, yeah, okay, so it, it is, I think, a fast organization, but again, I think I wouldn't agree totally on it. And it's not about creating an environment of competitions, it's about... Um, so is it really the fast strategy, the new way of working to create the like a environment when the people have to compete to to get the position or get the knowledge? Well, yes, I'll, I'll explain why. I did a did an internship in a bank, and in the bank, and even actually, I think I haven't worked in sales, but I think they do exactly the same things. You create the competitions between members. If you have a sales agent, right, those people are paid commission. They have a fixed amount of salary, they paid in, and then whatever they make more, that's for them. You would, you would get surprised if you work in at least in a banking environment how brutal this competition is between colleagues. They sit next to each other, but they have to compete over the same exact client. They, I, I remember like the first day, they give you a list of people, the prospect clients, and they ask you just to call them, phone them. So I might succeed. So the same client received two phone calls from the same bank, but two different peoples. One of them signed a deal, meaning opening a bank account, having a deposit, blah, 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 and so on, and the other fails. And then you sit in the management meeting, you have a whiteboard, and every one of these guys, how much they've done in the week. They don't care. So I think it could be slow for these organizations, but again, uh, I, I bought in slows, but is here there's a synergy? I don't think I don't think they care. And now whether this is something that uh, like bring us to the to the innovation and to the strategy that we can. Okay, so I'll actually good good. No, because, because I have I have one example. If somebody from the telecommunication called me today, propose some propose some um, some new product, and the same or the different person from the same call. Telecommunication company will call me tomorrow. I will, I will like uh, shut down my phone. Because, okay, uh, but but uh, there's okay. no alignment with, mm-hmm. between them. Okay. And, and I know that banking environment may be the specific environment. But I have always. another example. So if you think of Google, right? They have hundreds of teams working on different products, mm-hmm. right? Each one of them has the potential to be a a premium product is being commercialized at the company levels, meaning Google put the stamp, the logo in, 
and others will fail. Each one of these, they have teams and they have a head of development and so on and so on and so on. And each one of them get a the budget, right? So they have internally to fight for that budget to get that product to the finish line. Mm -hmm. And they have, of course, they're really rigid on their spending and their investment. Although it's a big company, they don't really care much about money because they're just excess of cash and so on. But within that process, like Gates, whatever you call it, and the executive, they will have those speed dating meetings, like 10, 15 minutes comes in, brief, and then you have, within 15 minutes, you either secure your next round of budgeting mm -hmm. or no. So that competition is basically what, what made Google so innovative mm -hmm. and what, what made Google as a company very successful. So I think it could work in both. So it depends on what you're looking at. I agree with like, if somebody's calling you from the same bank, oh, I'm from XYZ bank and we're offering you and to open a bank account, blah, 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 blah. I, I think if they call you, you might say no, but a different person call your wife will sign up and either way is they won. So it depends. It will not work in shared service centers, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. But in a different environment, especially tech, the example here like Amazon, Google, when you have different teams competing on the same, different products and they don't need to secure budgeting, etc. hell it works because competitions create that momentum like, yeah, if my colleague next to me is like making a now 100x uh, of bonuses and then, yeah, I want to do that. It's not about all monies, but it's also names because when the product developed, remember, those guys will join the high ranks, right? All of them, they get stepped up. So I think I'm actually looking at it slightly different from the two of you because it's interesting what you're saying, but you're kind of putting as maybe cross teams or cross individuals with uh, crossing over purpose. Mm -hmm. But sometimes as well, we have one individual we can give them two objectives that has a crossover is that and then of course how do they meet expectations an example could be we ask uh, somebody working in operations to uh, process quicker process faster but at the same time we ask them to improve uh, customer satisfaction so again you're giving them two objectives which is actually was it crossing over each another and kind of pulling and tugging at each another on what they could actually do so as an individual i would also ask okay so what is the strategy? Do you want customer service? Do you want the month end close being quicker? You know, and you, then, you're pulling it in. And, and, and this is why, what, what I say, this would not work in a shared service yeah. center because it, I don't think it will work in any environment where is, you know, the, the ultimate target is to have a customer satisfactions or to have a delivery or deadlines because and then everyone has to work towards that the same target. Yeah. But, but it could be different. Okay, it could be, uh, we talked earlier on, and there's two sections of the business, there's running the business and then changing the business, changing the business, that's work, running the business doesn't. Yeah. That's why it could be in the middle, yeah, I, I would say so. Definitely this statement is not, it, it can, it can go alone, alone, meaning you have to have something else. So, meaning what, what do you want to achieve as a company, whether it's the shared service or the bank sector, and, uh, because even looking at the shared service sector, we can have the same uh, same purposes within the one team. Meaning, if we are AP, we know we want to I don't know book hundred invoices per day, and then we we can um, what we can do we can measure people against each other. But then for me, this is like creating like a health competition environment, 
where the people can learn from each other. So if I'm booking like uh, 60 invoices and my colleague is doing 100 in the same time, I have to think, or maybe I can ask, uh, how do you, how 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 we do it? What I what I can change in my process in order to to book more? Maybe not 100 100 invoices uh, in the same time, but maybe 80, 90, and then gradually uh, get to the same level. Good. My statement. The next statement is group groups capture and communicate lesson learned, and I think this is like a fast strategy, but there there are two angles. One is the take a pause and think what we just did and whether this is something that supports our strategy or not. And then the second angle is communicate transparently our failure. Because very often companies are trying to you know, hide, hide the, the, uh, the failures instead of actually learn, learn all of it. And uh, for me, we should be able to to say out loud what is what is wrong with the organization or what is wrong with the task that we just delivered and then try to fix it in the next round. I like that is because uh, they all all the time tend to tell, um, you know, you, you, the, the first step of uh, going to the doctor having a pain. Or you have to admit that you have a pain and you're not feeling well to go to the doctor, right? It's the same things for failures, and you know, identifying opportunity for improvement, it starts by recognizing there's a problem. If you if we don't admit there's a problem and try to cover up and say no, that that will be fine the next time, it will be fine the next time. You never that have that reflection moment, as you said, Robert. I think we the, the business will never move on. It's just just you will have exactly the same situations now forever. And then this is where it's basically you're not you're not competitive in what you're doing in front of your stakeholders. Okay, moving on to my statement. So it's uh, employees create innovative products and services. So I would probably put this as a fast strategy for the uh, companies. Uh, for me, this is, I kind of, I think we've reflected a little bit on it already when we were talking about, uh, for example, Google, when you've got these teams where you're actually empowering them to think of new products or giving them a budget to go away and it's also they can fail it's about creating that culture where we can fail we learn from the failure perhaps uh, the, you know encourage them to be innovative sometimes some of the best innovations come from a failure to begin with yeah you're the one part of the uh, your idea is taken and built to build something else so i would put that as a strategically fast Company. There's one more, one more point to this one. If you spend eight hours at work delivering operational job and you don't have the time to think what you do, then you will not create the innovation. If you, on the other hand, if you start having a pause, start thinking, start thinking what you do, then you may have a overtime later on. So the people has has to choose what they want to what they want to do with their with their time in the organization, and. Uh, I, I think that if anyone has spent eight hours doing exactly the same job six months ago, they should start thinking out. They, they, they are thinking, they should think that they're doing something wrong, in my, in my opinion, because this is the first step. It's like, if I do exactly the same thing, so eight hours the first month, that's okay, I'm in Europe, I don't know it that much, all right? Second month, like, I'm, I'm just getting a good, good grip on it, and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure out how to do it, right? And the third month, 
yeah, I'm just tiling up my thinking and how this works. But in the fourth month, if I have, if I am leading a team and, you know, uh, I see that my team doing a bit, doing it either over time because I just give them a new task after four months of being on, 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 on the floor, uh, I would start questioning because like why the old ones are still taking eight months. Yeah. And this is the only way you could drive efficiency. I know that's kind of sometimes very aggressive in a way, but it's all about when you speak to your teams and your data huddles or in different meetings or you know, development, develop, learning development opportunities or you one-to-one, etc. If If a half year pass and exactly the same thing sticks eight hours, I, I would start reflecting on what we could do to, we could do differently. Um, people don't take time to reflect. Huh. I hope it's slow. Uh, uh, no, sorry. To reflect. Yeah, I would put it in in slow, maybe fast. I don't know. I'm not sure really. But I know one. I have only one thing. Okay. I'm a believer. It's done better than perfect. But does that mean that you don't reflect? Not necessarily. But I know too. We tend to do things quicker and quicker the more we have a routine build up for that specific tasks. So I have to do, I don't know, um, maybe that's kind of stupid example, I have to do a minute. Should I reflect on doing a minute? Not necessarily. This is good or bad? Well, it depends what we take. So if you're going to talk into a contractor and signing, you know, a, a deal or a I don't know, agreeing on a scope if you're a consultant, etc., etc., you will pay attention to your minute because that's actually will carry on. It has an impact that you carry on at all of the durations of that engagement. If it's just in daily things you do, like a weekly catch up, etc., do you have to think? No. But I could understand from a strategy perspective, does the strategy has to be reflective? Well, no, for one reason, because I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I could only benchmark what happened in the past. They kept the eyeliners. Okay, if there's a downturn, people will travel less. But it could be anything. If there, if there is, if there's a COVID situation, situations, people will travel less. If there's a war, people will travel less. And then that's a reflection on the, in the past. But then in the future, the actions you don't know. It. You reflect on them only in that what I mentioned earlier in the in iterative process uh, along the way. I think I've uh, like contradicted statements. Uh, teams review how they work is going. So I think this is like a related to the fast fast strategy, but this is also when the people are not doing the same thing that doesn't bring us the result. Because sometimes if you are an operation worker, you don't know that something is wrong. So let's say you're sending the Again, the AP example, you're sending every time the invoice to the same approver and the approver is rejecting it. Uh, so then you know that there's something wrong. Maybe you don't know it because you, don't, you are not very much experienced and you don't have any other information. This is the person that is stayed on the, on the invoice. But then maybe some, um, someone else should help you, team leader or, or the colleague says, okay, we have kind of a matrix when you can choose some, somebody else for, for this invoice. But then if we don't reflect and we cannot like pause and think a bit, we're still repeating uh, the same stuff that is not working well. This is where it should be picked up even on daily huddle meetings. Things yeah. like this is to create that environment where you have a free talking team that can 
not just focus on positives, also negatives, and can discuss such things. And this is where it can come up, oh, the spender's name, the supplier's name is again and again mentioned. Okay, yes, La last round. Okay, so my statement is management systems work coherently to support overall objectives. So I'm a little bit stuck between whether that would be a fast or slow, but yeah, so for me, I'm maybe edging towards more fast, but we definitely, you know, this is again about having a clear strategy and goal where there's investment and we're able to say, we know what the objectives are, what tools, what systems, uh, what practices do we need to put in place to achieve that? And then you make that investment in that to help you. Last, it's uh, initiatives uh, succeed despite the lack of anonymous senior level support. Hmm. Okay, I, I will put in slow for reasons because I think this links a bit to change management. So a few slow organizations meaning that, okay, I, if we have a five senior stakeholders in that project and then three of them agreeing, the other two, they're not really feeling it or they, they feel that they there's no impact in the area, so just they let it go wherever you want to do with it and then down the road, oh, they woke up and say, hold a second, no, you can't do that because it doesn't make any sense for us and I've seen that happen over and over again. This is what basically slow down organizations, in my opinion. But also, it could be that you cannot make everyone's happy too. So you might say that's in part of the fast organizations because, you know, if you have a pretty defined goals and then people have the understanding from it, but they don't know the details behind it. And when something as such lands on the tables, they say, oh, that's what's in the big pictures. That's okay. But the devil in details later on, they just come back and say, well, that didn't make much of sense. And you might slow down again the process. So I think it has two edge to it. And, and and that could be either. Um, I, I'm not. I'm really sure. But I know one thing that change. You drive a successful change if you consider three things. Change is a two-way street. It's just. It's not just. Just you can't have forced change. You, you, you um, do the change with the people, not to the people. And then this is how it works. I think we created a really good product for the for the organization. So what is fast, what is the slow strategy? Later on, it will be published in a, in a nice format on the LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Uh, we're running uh, out of our time. We're talking uh, almost over an hour, but this is like a special episode. This is our small anniversary, anniversary, because this is like ten, number ten. So I, I didn't forget about that. Exactly, uh, the BIOZ <laughs> or so. Yeah, we should have so brought We actually made cake. it. We are so that's why we get the cake. We had cake before the we before started the recording. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to sum it up, I think sometimes it's uh, it's better to slow down in order to speed up with the with your strategy, and then instead of maximizing your efficiency too much, let's think about what we can change in our. Um, in our operational change, but also on the higher level of organization. Guys, thank you so much. Thank and, you. And uh, talk to you next time. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you for joining us in this special three-part 10th episode. In this episode, we discuss slowing down to speed up, giving some real-life examples of well-known companies like Nokia, Apple, Tesla, General Electric and PwC. Business strategy isn't about winning or losing. The essence of strategy is about playing the right game. It's about shaping the game you play, not just playing the game you find. Join us again next week and please follow us and comment on our LinkedIn page.